Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. The dream of every trader or investor is to pick a company that transforms from relative obscurity to be the next Google, and in doing so make them a fortune. But let me give you an analogy right up front about the reality of investing in small cap stocks. Some traders manage to catch the elusive small fish that eventually becomes the next big fish like Google. However, for the majority, the small fish that they thought would be the catch of the century either gets washed up on shore only to die a slow death, struggles in shallow waters for years, going nowhere, or simply gets swallowed up by the bigger fish. Many of the biggest stocks in world markets did not start out as big fish. You only need to look back around 42 years ago when Apple launched and just over 20 years for Google. Both companies are now heavyweights in the US market. Many companies listed on the Australian Stock Exchange and the S&P 500 in the US started out as small fish in a big pond. And had you invested in one during their very early days, you may very well be a millionaire today. For example, you would be a millionaire today if you invested just under $5,000 in Apple when it listed. That said, picking these stocks can be high risk as not all grow into big companies like Apple and Google. Now before you get too excited, because small cap stocks are, by their very nature, high risk, I place them firmly in the speculation bucket of your investing portfolio. Given this, investing most or all of your money in these stocks, hoping for riches is not a sound retirement plan or a substitute for a well thought out wealth creation strategy. So should you invest in small cap stocks? Absolutely. But before you do, let me share with you some solid rules that will increase your chances of selecting the right small cap stocks. Firstly, I have a simple rule that will help you if you take the time to really think about it. When considering whether you should invest in a small cap stock, it is important to remember that the higher the risk you are exposing yourself to, the more research, knowledge and skill you require to manage this risk. This rule not only applies to different markets you are trading, but also the different classes of stocks, whether large cap, mid cap or small cap stocks, and even the penny dreadfuls. Unfortunately, very few investors and traders really understand or even consider this rule before plunging headfirst into buying small cap stocks. In fact, many invest in this segment of the market without any rules at all, or they do so with the perception that they have rules, when in fact all they have is more wishful thinking than rules. Let me share an example with you. I was talking to a trader recently who had read my latest book, Accelerate Your Wealth, It's Your Money, Your Choice. He shared with me that he loved the book as it opened his eyes to the simplicity of how you can make serious money in the share market if you have the right rules. 
Unfortunately, he put all of his money into two small cap stocks, hoping to win big. And I mean everything. He mortgaged his house, borrowed money from his credit cards and a personal loan to get into these two stocks he thought would rise strongly and in doing so set his family up for life. While he validated his reasons for buying the stock and whilst to him they were sensible and to some degree they were. However, they were all based on speculation that something might happen. What they were not were rules based on sound trading. Currently one of the positions is down $35,000 whilst the other is in a trading halt and has been for many months and so this person's lesson is a very costly one. The good news is that after reading my book he now realises his mistakes and more importantly the true value of getting a good education before you trade and especially if you intend trading small cap stocks. Regrettably, this conversation is the same one I've had with thousands of individuals over the decades that I've been helping traders. Although in this instance, this person was smart enough to realise he needed to change his ways in order to achieve what he set out to. Sadly, some never get it and so continue to invest in small cap stocks using what I like to call the buy and pray method. Let me be upfront in saying that speculating that a stock may do something sometime in the future is never a solid investment strategy, no matter how solid the source of the information is. For some reason, people tend to treat trading in small cap stocks like they do when they're punting at the races. When trading the stock market, however, the stakes are generally much higher because over time, the uneducated lose more than they win. And unfortunately, some lose everything. Let me ask you, have you ever thought about the real cost to you of making poor decisions through having a poor or incomplete education? How much money have you lost or not made because you choose to speculate rather than invest with solid rules and strategies? Interestingly, many people I talk to who speculate in small cap stocks tell me that they don't have a very high tolerance to risk, yet this is exactly what they're exposing themselves to. The rationale for buying small cap stocks often stems from the perception that they are cheap, given that many are priced at only a few cents. In fact, I've lost count of the number of people who have told me they invested in small cap stocks because they mistakenly thought it was cheap. But as many come to realise when buying cheap, it doesn't always mean getting a bargain. People usually have a misunderstanding that because a stock is cheap, they can buy more shares in comparison to a stock that is more expensive and somehow stand to make more profit. But the amount of shares you buy is 100% irrelevant to your potential profit. Unfortunately, it is this one concept alone that causes the demise of more traders than anything else. You cannot ever determine whether a stock is cheap based on the share price alone. Instead, you need to compare the real value of the company per share against the current share price. Let me explain. If a company is valued at $1 million and has 1 million shares on issue, this means that each share is worth $1. But if the stock price is trading at $2, then this is expensive. Whereas if it's trading at 50 cents, it would be considered cheap in comparison to its real value. The attraction to buying small cap stocks is based on the perception that they can move very fast in price and make you a lot of money quite quickly. 
While this can and does happen, it is not always the case, and more often than not, the move occurs before you know about it. Unfortunately, many traders mistakenly believe that a major benefit of investing in small cap stocks is their ability to move very fast. But in reality, it is also one of the biggest risks, which makes small cap stocks much more hit and miss. In fact, the statistics prove that they are more miss than hit, which is why you need to have more knowledge and skill when trading these stocks than you would when trading a top 20 stock. It is also important to understand the liquidity risk that exists when you buy or sell small cap stocks. The person I referred to earlier who had bought the two stocks did so because they mistakenly thought that they had good liquidity. But when I shared with them that this was definitely not the case, they were very surprised. That is why you need to understand that volume of shares traded does not mean a stock is liquid. In fact, the amount of shares this person owned in just one stock would have taken him days, if not weeks, to sell out of. And the price of the stock is likely to fall as they sold the shares. Given this, the sale price would continue to decrease. Not a very good position to be in at all. This occurs because with an illiquid stock, there is far less trading that occurs. And this means just because you can buy a small cap stock does not mean you can sell it at a price you want, when you want, which is why I refer to them as a double-edged sword, as you can always buy, but you can't always sell. Small cap stocks do not suit everyone, especially given that many may not pay a dividend and their past performance really is no guarantee of their future performance. Given their small cap stocks are more suitable for those in the growth stage of building their portfolio who have a higher tolerance for risk. Although this is only the case if you have a high level of knowledge and the skill to analyse a price chart, and you can handle the large swings both up and down in price that may unfold with these stocks. So before you buy a small cap stock, I highly recommend you consider the following 7 points to stack the odds in your favour. Firstly, ensure the company has revenue coming in from sales and it is profitable. Number two, ensure they do not have a high level of debt. While the market generally prefers larger companies to have a debt level of around 30% of equity or lower, for small cap stocks, it's generally up to 50%. Look at the monthly bar chart to ensure the share price is actually rising and to confirm that it trends well. If there are around 5 years of historical data, backtest a suitable trading strategy around solid rules and not speculation. Further identify before you trade how much you are prepared to risk losing, and above all, have an exit strategy in case you get it all wrong. Number 5. Assess the price levels that are likely to provide support if the stock falls, or resistance if the price rises. Review the weekly price chart to understand how volatile the stock is. Or in other words, how does it move? Can you move in and out of the stock quickly without adversely affecting the stock price? Remember the volatility of smaller stocks can be more than double that of big blue chip stocks. Some stocks will rise or fall by 15-30% to 30 on average in a week. So whilst you can handle a stock rising, the real question you have to ask yourself is can you handle it if it falls 30 or 50%? Have a view on the upside potential and the downside risks. A trader who fails to consider the potential downside is highly likely to lose in the long run. 
I also recommend that your collective holding in these stocks should be no more than 10% of your total portfolio. And finally, trading can be very financially rewarding and I've seen it change thousands of lives. However, the problem for those who are not educated is that you just don't know what you don't know and how much risk you're exposing yourself to. As a consequence, many go through the school of hard knocks before they realize that something is wrong with their approach. For this reason, it is really important that you have some self-awareness around your trading and be honest with yourself like the person I mentioned. Consider whether you're really ready to trade these highly volatile, high-risk stocks. If not, and you proceed down this path, I can tell you with 100% certainty what will happen if it hasn't occurred to you already. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. 